This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Feels like it's been forever. Aw, it has been forever. You were out last week, I was out the week before. Yeah, last week kind of sucked, but at least I ended up being off work the day after. Yeah! Not me. Yeah, well, I was supposed to be off on Wednesday, but then, well, I mean, you know what happened. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. I was l- lucky to, you know, it's not going to happen and just work an extra shift, but... Yeah, buddy. Aren't yeah. you the guy that hates doing introductions? That's, that's, that's an introduction, Paul. What are you talking about as an introduction? Listen, I, I heard you. I listened to your, your comics in black and white. Wait, was that it? No, it was something else. Maybe it was on the last episode of ECP. <laughs> Who even knows anymore? One or the other. Well, yeah, one or the other. One Introductions or the other. aren't necessarily the worst, but they don't always have to happen. But uh, I, I, I'm not a big fan of. And actually, what what the hell was it? I, I think I heard it on another podcast, and I, before we recorded that week, I was like, "Don't you dare ask me how I am ever again." Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. most boring thing at the beginning of a podcast. How are you, Paul? I don't give a fuck. Hey, Paul. How are you? Was your day okay? How's the weather yeah. in Maine? Seriously, nobody, nobody gives a damn. And the thing is, like, it, you really you should want a podcast to be timeless, unless it's a very timely thing. Like, you know, VCR, even though it's decades late, of course. Uh, <laughs> they, they talk about what ha- what just happened this week. So, like, a week old. It's, it's done, you know. Mm. Um, whereas, you know, with us, we we want to make a podcast that you can listen to at any time. It doesn't really matter, you know. That's what she said. Uh, when I listen to a podcast, I usually, if I jump into a new podcast, if I like it, I'll start listening backwards, or I'll jump back to the beginning. You know, I'll listen to old episodes, and usually, like a really good podcast that uh, doesn't get tied down, bogged down to what's going on, you can listen to any episode, it doesn't matter. And it's just, it's good to listen to. It's telling stories, it's talking, whatever, you know? Mm. Um, but if you get too caught up in, you know, eh, what's going on today, nobody cares about today. Because you know what, when they're listening to this, it's not today. It's not. Nobody cares about my, my humdrum day life, you know? Mm. They they don't want to you know to get lost in the realities of the world when they're listening to this this wonderful soundscape that we give them on this podcast. <laughs> oh, I need to, I need to put that in the about page in the new uh, the new website. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I need to do. You, you know, I'm pretty tired when I can go off this, this well on. <laughs> I, I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about, to be honest. No, it's funny though. Cause I'm, so I'm working on the new, uh, the new Nerd Legion website, right? Because um, the new one, like, hey, whatever, or whatever, the one that we have now, it, it's all right. Um, but I wanted something faster, something cleaner, something that you guys like don't need me to upload podcasts, you know? Because that shit, like, it's annoying for you guys and for me, like, especially as much as I'm working. So I've got it all set up where anybody, like any of you guys can go on there and, and do all that stuff by yourselves. The only thing you guys can't do is create new shows. Um, yeah. but you, you can upload episodes, just not new, create well, a new show, a new podcast. Do you know what I mean? I have, I have my professional producer, Michael Sparkman, who needs to learn how to do this. Oh, I'm yeah, the yeah. talent. I'm not going to learn how to do a damn thing. I have people for that. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So like the the... the host that we use we use hipcast um i know daryl uses that too that's actually why i use them because i asked him he's like yeah we use hipcast and the price is pretty good it's like 15 bucks a month pretty much unlimited downloads but you know what i don't want that because their statistics suck like i need to go in and like click on an episode and i have to do some math like add up how many people get it from the website and how many people get it from uh, the feed and have people download like that's too much. I don't want to do that. So uh, part of the reason I'm doing this new website is so you guys can just go in instead of being hey Martin, how's this podcast doing? You can just fucking go in there and look it up yourself. Look it up your damn self, Paul. So Martin, how is Comics in Black and White doing? Because you literally still have not answered me once. Oh, I have no idea. God damn it, Paul. <laughs> Did you not hear I what I just said? I just want to know once. 
how many downloads it gets. I like I like to keep that one neat and tidy. I want to keep it tight. I don't want too many downloads. I don't want too many people muddying the airwaves of uh, of my my classy podcast. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I haven't looked in a while, but I mean, mo- the, like the the worst performing ones do still pretty well, like a few thousand per episode. So, uh, let's just say a few thousand per episode. How about that? It might be. Yeah, I'm not gonna complain about that. Yeah, it's exactly. it's a it's a niche podcast. It's for people who uh you know like to take risks, try new things. I actually need to get reading some stuff for that because I have not been reading for a damn lately. Mm. Mm, yeah, I'm not done with ElfQuest yet. I've just been too busy. Yeah, Dennis uh, sent me the copy that he got to read, so I'm kind of beholden to uh, to have to read that shit. <laughs> Hooray! Come on, Paul. You can't say it's shit if you haven't read it. I'm not saying it's shit. I'm saying it. I'm referring. I mean, I'm using shit as a as a as a noun here. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Hey, should, we should make an announcement, Paul. Let's make an announcement. So Paul and I have been talking about this uh, this this Valiant Central podcast, uh, not just episode one thirty one, which is this one, but all future episodes going forward. And uh, we're gonna change this format a little bit. If you haven't noticed, uh, the the beginning was already a little bit different, but we're gonna try some new things on this fine fine show because uh, you know what? After one hundred and thirty episodes, Paul, you kind of get bored of doing the same thing. You know what I mean? You know. What yeah. I mean. The, fa- the fact of the matter is, just like our Facebook group, it's not a Valiant fan community. Yeah, we talk about Valiant there, but we talk about a lot of other stuff. And really, the Facebook group is a firewall for me to talk about whatever the fuck I want to without my family seeing it. Yeah. Uh, so the, uh, the the Facebook group it's for people who are fans of the podcast that that want to talk about whatever you know whatever. Valiant fans aren't only Valiant fans. They're fans of other things, too, and we share a lot of similar interests. Mm. And uh, this podcast, is this is a podcast for Valiant fans, not just a podcast about Valiant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they get old just talking about Valiant. I mean, they, they're they only putting out six books a month now, and when we already limit ourselves to the fact that we're not just reviewing the books that come out, what the fuck do we talk about every week at that rate? <laughs> I gotta say that we we do pretty good talking for an hour and a half every week of just some random bullshit that's somehow related to Valiant. You know what I mean? Here's yeah. the thing: like, if all if all you want is Valiant talk, there's plenty of other podcasts. Okay, go listen to VCR, get Valiant, um, talking Valiant. What else? Only the Valiant. God, everyone's got. We're gonna change the name of this podcast. <laughs> it's not gonna have Valiant in it. This is going to be the very comics podcast, okay? VCP. Because, <laughs> god damn, get some originality. No more Valiant. And you need to change the name of the Nerdy Legion podcast to the Shitty Cooking Ideas podcast. Oh, my God. that dude, Let me tell you. So so that might be, quote, unquote, the flagship, right? Because it's got the same name as the network, even though technically this is the flagship because it was the first and it's got the most downloads per episode. But, uh, man, that show is so much fun. You know, because there's there's no structure, and I just love that. Um, there, like that's the one that I do do zero editing on. You know, although now I'm doing a little bit of editing because uh, it, it it sounds like it. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. The only thing I'm editing, I so I edit for sound I quality. I listened to two awkward minutes that uh, that Justin Ehart told me to listen to, <laughs> where Nick was like, "All right, Martin, you sound pretty drunk. That's a bad pizza idea." <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? That's part of the show. That's part of the show. Because really, really, what I want, I, I, what I want that show to be, what it's what it's become, really, is just two friends bullshitting for a few hours every week about whatever. You know, like it's it's you're 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 thinking about the intro. It's that except without the intro part. Like the whole show is an intro. Um, and sometimes we get serious, and sometimes we just BS. Sometimes we get drunk. Sometimes we're sober. But, a peek uh, behind the curtain, people. Martin literally told me, let's hurry the fuck up on this podcast so he could record with Nick. <laughs> because he does it twice a week. He hasn't recorded with me in three weeks, but we got to hurry the fuck up so he can talk to Nick. I haven't recorded with Nick in two weeks. I don't really know what's going on here. But uh, no, that's not why. I'm recording three podcasts tonight. Because um, this weekend is Heroes Con. So yeah. I'm not going to have time. And then next week, I don't have time because of work. So I've got to 
I've got to pump them out. I got to record like 20 podcasts this week, so I have time. You should to, just uh, do what Ronnie them. does and just you know abandon all of them on a regular basis. And occasionally, that way, when you show up, it's like, oh shit, look, <laughs> we're actually going to record this podcast. Uh, I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> I have some standards now. I just want to say because Ronnie, Ronnie. Uh, takes it personally sometimes like i'm just joking ronnie we we know you're a busy guy and you've had a lot going on <laughs> uh yes well you know what ronnie now recording tonight we're recording yeah. the aftershock podcast even though oh, he, good, so it's he... coming out for the the third time this year no dude it's been out like uh quarterly, quarterly right well you know. <laughs> you know it comes out as regularly as uh black mask books do yeah, yeah, yeah. see there you go <laughs> we're we're going to rename it to the Black Mask Central podcast. Uh, uh so so question about Black Mask. Uh I was uh well, I was taking a shot at Black Mask on the, on the Slack channel there cuz uh four kids walk into a bank. Issue 3 came out after 17 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and uh our good friend Garrett on there said, "No, no, no. They regularly come out on time except that one title." I call bullshit on that, but I don't no. really know because I don't give a fuck about any of their titles. Yeah. Not, no, they, not that they, they may not be good titles. Cause I, I read the first two issues of Four Kids Walk in the Bank, but you know what? When a book cannot even reasonably come out on time, it, I'm, I'm not going to give it the time of day. It just It's not worth it. Yeah, they need to do better. They need to do better. Uh, what's yeah. the other one they did? Jade, Jade Street Protection Services? That's really good, too, but that comes out like once a year. Yeah, you know, if if you're going to do... I mean, look at, like, uh, God, who just... What, what's, what the hell trade just came out today? Black Sunday Murder or something like that? That's been out, dude. Yeah, well, well no, but is that the, the right title? From Black Mask? Is that a title of a fucking comic book? Yeah, it's an image comic, but there's no... Okay, yeah, that, that's what I'm... You know, they have the occasional one that doesn't. Um... I'm really tired. That's why I'm bad with names. So that's mm. why I'm like I'm gonna be bad with names. But anyways, so uh, my uh, my shop got that trade in today because he heard people talking about it, so he wanted to check it out. It's like any good shop owner, he ordered it to sell so he could read it first. Uh, but that uh, it, you know, Hickman, he, like he did a trade worth of stuff, and he kind of took a break on it, right? Mm-hmm. But the, the thing is, is he did a fucking trade worth of stuff. Like, if you're going to do four kids walk into a bank, what's an arc? Like, if, if it's only going to run four issues, do the four issues before you start even publishing it. Mm. Like, why the hell? I don't understand that with with, uh, with some of these publishers. If you're going to have a short-run comic, don't start putting it out so the whole fucking thing is done. Is that hard? I mean, that's a big part of the reason why Valiant's been so successful being out on time. Look at you it's, bringing it back. God, dog. Yeah. I'm I'm a goddamn expert. A professional. Uh, they, that's why they're successful with it is because they have shit in the bag before they're publishing it, and that's how they have some of these great artists that have very complex work able to be. They they set them up for success. They set guys like Louis Rosa, Miko Suyan, these other guys up for success by actually planning ahead. Other publishers that they can't get their shit out, there's there's no excuse for that. That's why, I mean, some people, I don't know, some people also just say, you know, I'm cool because I, I, I read these little publishers. <laughs> I'm extra cool because this book comes out seven months late every time. I don't know. Like, some people get into that stuff like it's a, you know, a feather in their hat that I'm so indie that my books can't even get published, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, Did, I I need consistency. Have you ever I've, watched? I've always been that way. Have you ever watched Portlandia? Oh yeah. So you know that skit they have with the uh, the hipster that he like everywhere he goes he's like oh like you ride a bike and bikes are so over you know what I mean like have you seen that one? <laughs> I I'm sure I have. I watched uh, the I think the first couple seasons of it. Yeah so. I, yeah I think he was in that skit a couple times in that first season. But anyway, dude, I love that shit. And every time like I'm on Twitter. And I read comments of people. I'm like, God, you're like that fucking Portlandia dude, you know? Like, oh yeah, Marvel's not cool because they don't have, uh, you know, whatever the fuck on their title. Um, 
that guy's over. You know what I mean? <laughs> that just reminded me, though, because uh, Rosenberg, who, who does Four Kids Walk Into a Bank, you know, that maybe that's why he doesn't put the book out, because he's doing Marvel books. He got picked up on Marvel. That's part of the reason sometimes. I mean, it, you know, when, when you look at these creators that create on different uh, – say on different levels. So you have, like, you work for one of the big two, Marvel or DC – then you have your non-creator-owned indie work, and then you have your creator-owned indie work. You know, I mean, a lot of these guys, especially when they get more successful, that's how they end up falling. Like, look at Jeff Lemire. He was doing shit on Marvel. Uh, he's doing shit for Valiant. And then he's doing his own stuff. You mean stuff, uh, not like he's making shit work. What? Yeah, you, you mean like shit like stuff, not like shit like all the stuff he does is shit. Oh, no, no, I mean, his Marvel stuff was shit, but no, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God, you're crazy. <laughs> I didn't I didn't care for some of it and other stuff I liked, but you didn't like the all-new Hawkeye either. We were both excited about that, and then we came out and we were like, no. Well, that, that's because the, the previous run was so good, and this one was just like, eh. it just It just, yeah, it wasn't, you know, not only should they have not directly followed Fraction's run with, with anybody else, they overlapped the shit. Well, not not only that, not only that, they they overlapped it. It kind of continued the story, but it came out for four issues, and then it was canceled and relaunched the next month, continuing the story that ended in issue four of the previous volume. Anyways, I don't want to get into that. Let's not get into that. But anyways, no. So Jeff Lemire, you know, Marvel's the money. Now, the one thing is with Valiant, you know Valiant's going to come out on time. But mm. once again, they set him up for success with it. Hopefully. But you can see the difference in, in emphasis between the Marvel work, which to me, even the good stuff that Jeff Lemire did at Marvel, it wasn't what was great about Jeff Lemire. So like to me, it's like, you know, it's okay. Like so, Some of it was okay. Some of it was a little bit better. Some of it I thought was lame. Uh, it just, you know, it, it wasn't what it wasn't. Jeff Lemire, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the bloodshot stuff. What you know, I obviously like. We're Valiant fans. I like that stuff. You know, and even you've had some complaints about you know periods of the bloodshot run that he's done. Mm. Um, but then you look at his creator own stuff, and because it's like that's that's his baby. That that's the stuff he wants to do, and you see the difference. You know, mm-hmm. same thing with Matt Kent. You know, no matter how much doing you know Ninjack or whatever else for Valiant's important to him. Like, his really important stuff is the stuff that's, like, his, his brainchild, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's just that's just how it is. But then, so you get with these other creators, like this Rosenberg character, who, uh, he's not at that level where he's like, I can do as much stuff and whatever the hell I want, basically, you know? Mm-hmm. Where you get to the level where you end up getting jobs with the big companies, but where they're seeking you, not just okay, we're giving you a shot, you know? Mm-hmm. Hey, Rosenberg's probably more at that level, I'm assuming. I don't... I'm not super familiar with him. Like, I know that he's... I think he's been making a little bit more waves at Marvel, at least with, I don't know, maybe with our group because he does the indie stuff. Um, you know, we've been paying more attention to him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you get a chance at the big time. This show that's a- going to be your emphasis. So, mm-hmm. you know, a little, little title you're doing for Black Mask, it's just... It's you gotta well, make. I mean, you gotta make. Money. You gotta make money. I mean, how how many copies do you think he sells? I mean, it's it's critically acclaimed, but they do small batches on the print runs, you know. Mm-hmm. So if your if your comic shop's lucky, maybe you'll get a copy, but more likely you won't. Um, and even then, like I'm sure it's maybe a couple thousand copies. You know. Uh, I don't know. My my comic shop got a copy of uh, Four Kids Number Three, and I looked at it and said, oh. That came out every month. That's so we get in that title. God, yeah, that, I mean, you know, dude, when, that, that came out. It, it had to come out like in 2015, right? I don't. It's it's been so long that number two came out, but uh, you know, it's <laughs> it's just a fact of life. And I like I fault the publisher for that. Uh, not the not especially in this case, not the creator because these creators, it's not like they're they're living the dream. You know, I mean. They're doing what they want to do, but man, it's not like it's, you know, money getting thrown at them and groupies hanging all over them or some shit, you know? I mean, it's it's hard work with very little reward until you 
possibly get the chance to make it, you know? Mm-hmm. So you got you got to go for the money. You got to go for what makes it a sustainable thing to do. So good for him getting the Marvel gig. Uh, and, you know, Black Mask should just be a little more like Valiant. Oh, snap. Yeah, you know what? Uh, four Kids Walking to a Bank number four was solicited for May, 20, or May 17th. And number three <laughs> just came out. Yep. Issue one came out April, April 2016 is what this says. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. Hey, we should talk some Valiant, I think. I think I just did. I think. I mean, we've been talking for 20 <laughs> minutes. Well, we so... did. You know, certain th- people were begging for me to bring the Twitter poll back. Ah, yes. The Twitter, the Twitter poll. The Twitter poll, they got 17 votes. Shameful. 10, uh, not even 10, 13,000 downloads, and we get 17 votes. Shameful. So I, I've been trying to think, because we do have a couple of people who dig it, uh, and I was talking with uh, with our good friend Nick. I know him. Who, uh, you know, you forsake me for on a regular basis. <laughs> um, and, he, you know, he was eager for the Twitter poll. So I asked him, I was like, what do I do? Like, I, I, I mean, it's not as easy as some things. Like, uh, there's another podcast that a bunch of us listen to. I've talked about it before, the wrestling one. Um, and every week they give four possible topics and people vote on it. Mm-hmm. But that's really easy because it's basically there's a dude who's worked in the industry for a long, long time. So it's easy to throw out some topics, you know, based it on events, based it on, uh, you know, wrestlers that have been in the industry, whatever, that he's knowledgeable about, you know, and then he just he's telling stories on it. We can't do that because what the hell am I going to do? Armor Hunters number three, like. That doesn't work. You know, it doesn't work. And we don't want to review books. I mean, what the fuck do we do? So uh, I was like, I'm going to try a different angle with this. So I just kind of thought about, like, off-the-wall kind of starting points for topics because you never know where they'll go. So I said, uh, let me actually pull it up. Let me see what I put here. You do that. While you do that, well, you know what? I'll wait. I'll wait. You damn straight you'll wait. I'll wait. Valiant's got a new website, Paul. Did you see it? No, I'll get around to it. Uh... Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, what should we discuss? Uh, so the sexiest Psylord color. I will point out, everybody hates Psylords, and it got zero votes. Mm, uh, Baddest-ass Geomancer was second place, the, and the winning topic was the freakiest freak in VEI. So my <laughs> thought with this topic was uh, it, the two specific characters that popped into my head were Gamma and Big Boy. Like, uh-huh. crazy, freaky characters, right? Uh, wait, wait, well, you, uh, you, you, you should have specified. Is this freaky, like, weird-looking, or freaky, what? like, freaky in the That's bed? what I'm saying is, is you don't know where this is going to go. Because, like, that's what I was thinking of. I was thinking freaks, you know? Like, Gamma's a freak. She's a giant, freaky old lady that, you know, beats the shit out of kids. Like, that's some fucked-up stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Big Boy is... You know, I mean, he's pretty freaky, too. He's just, he's all souped up on some kind of chemicals and uh, out fighting the hardcore and shit. Well, you know, um, like once once Outcast broke up, Big Boy didn't do very well on his own. So, I mean, he's yeah, got to do something, what I, you know what I mean? You know, Andre 3000 was the draw. But our, sure our good friend uh, Travis Williams, who just got married uh, recently, congratulations, Travis. That's been like uh, a year he, ago. He took that as the, as the sexy kind of freak. So he said, obviously, Charlene is the freakiest freak. I said, whoa, you just took that right into the bedroom there. <laughs> so it shows you where his thoughts are at. He hasn't been married long enough to stop getting it on a regular basis, I guess. Mm, uh, but yeah, so freakiest freaks in VEI. Uh, I mean, I just mentioned a couple. Is there anybody that jumps out to you as just like a really freaky character? Uh yeah, the cat from Faith, dude. What's the little cat's name? You know who I'm talking uh, about. It's, I know who you're talking about. It's I a, don't know the damn cat's name. It's a cat, but it's not a cat because it's a human sayot inside the cat. Yeah. Like that's kind of freaky. Or what about uh some of the the, the characters introduced in Divinity? 
Like the Red Brigade uh, characters, those are pretty freaking. Oh yeah, yeah. The Red Brigade has some. I like pretty much all the Red Brigade characters are good examples of some pretty scary characters. I mean, you have Baba Yaga first of all. That is, uh, you know, expands outside of Valiant mythology. Like that's legit mythology that Valiant used. Um, but then, like the, uh, the the one chick that's ever dying, that's pretty freaky. She's yeah, like, that's oh, awesome. I'm dead. I'm running down to a skeleton. I'm still killing you. Mm-hmm. Oh look. Now I'm getting my flesh back. Now I'm hot. Mm-hmm. Um, God, who else? Uh, yeah, so I mean, pretty much all of them, they're, they're pretty freaky characters. Uh, I think one of the freakiest is uh, is the Angela Vessel in Imperium. Oh, God, yeah, you might be right. She might be tops. You know what? And I, people complained when Imperium was nominated for Best Horror Comic. When you think about Imperium... Like, I think, uh, especially, like, the hardcore value fans, they get caught up more in, like, I guess the political side of Imperium. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a horror book. Yes. Well, totally there, horror there's book. horror aspects. It's like um, the Aliens movies, especially the first one. The first Alien movie is, have you you've seen Alien, right? Alien, Aliens, yeah. Alien 3. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is, is out and out horror in space. And then the second one is a little more sci-fi. The third one is a little more grounded. The fourth one sucks. But the first one is horror. But most people don't categorize Alien as a horror flick. They categorize it as a sci-fi flick. Because yeah, and that's why they would space. get caught off guard if you called it a horror flick. Because they're not yeah. thinking that. Right, right, right. So, But it's the same thing with Imperium. Like, It's got a lot of strong horror elements. Um, but really, like... The thing is, people, a lot of people don't understand horror flicks, right? Like, th- look at movies like Saw or Human Centipede or stuff like that. Like, that's not horror, dude, right? Like, that's, uh, like, uh, torture porn. You know what it's I mean? It's gore, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, exactly, that's the thing is most people think of horror as being shocking violence and gore. Mm-hmm. And that's not really what horror is. And I abhor those gory oh, violent movies. I, like, I, I, <laughs> um, I absolutely like. I can't stand that that type of stuff. Uh, if uh, if a comic, if a movie, whatever, if it has extreme violence in it, it has to be for a purpose. Like it has to be used purposefully. And then like then it's like I can stomach some stuff that otherwise. You know, if, if it's just gratuitous for absolutely no reason, I don't want any part of it. There's a lot. I mean, I've talked before about comics like that. That I was like, I don't want to read this. They're doing this nasty shit just mm. to do nasty shit. You know, yeah. I'm the same way with movies. Cannot stand gore movies, but that's not horror. Like good horror is terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's stuff that you know, I, like to me. I, I love the psychological type of horror movies, like uh, like the. The Shining is probably one of the most famous. I don't watch a lot of uh, of those types of movies, anyways, because first of all, I don't get to watch a lot of movies. Second of all, my wife wouldn't want to watch those, so I'm sure mm-hmm. as fuck ain't watching them. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, like even before, it's like I. It's so hard because you hear like, "What's a good horror movie?" But then, like, what most people are going to suggest is a gory, nasty movie that I don't want to watch. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you just get to the point where you're like, "Well, if that's the kind of thing people are going to suggest, I'm going to stop." you know, trying to go down that road to try to find something I like, because I don't want to watch stuff that I specifically don't like, you know? Yep. Nope, I agree. I agree. Um, hmm. Mm, those are interesting. Those are those are good uh, Good Twitter polls. See, here's what you, people need to follow Paul. That's the problem, Paul. People don't follow you. No, they're dumb. What the fuck is wrong with you people? What, what, what is wrong with you people? Let me see. Wait, right. I, I want to see what the difference is between me and Valiant Central. Let, 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 let's take a look here. Let's, let's do this. This is, uh, this is classic podcasting here as we, uh, as we look at the internet. Oh, yes. Hello. Whoever had Valiant Central, their account is suspended. I'm going to steal it. All right. <laughs> so the podcast Twitter has almost 2,000 followers. Okay. I personally have almost 1,100. You have... Let's see how many you have, Paul. 238. That's it? Yeah. That's a goddamn shame. That's what I'm saying. We, we, we say my Twitter handle on the podcast. 
I'm the one that puts out the poll. That's why I only have 17 votes is people follow the the podcast Twitter handle. You guys are following Martin. Dude, I don't even know. I don't even use that Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You I used to. <laughs> I used to. I used to. But now, you know, I'm trying to develop a personal brand here, Paul. Yeah, you know, part of the part of the reason that that gets a lot of followers is you use that Twitter handle. You probably follow everything, everybody you can with that. I only follow people that I actually want to see what they post. So I only follow 141 people, and I have 238 followers. But I'm not going to follow everybody just to get those, you know, the the follow backs and that kind of thing. So yeah. well, and that's why I like my personal better. So the the podcast account is almost 2,000. It follows 1,300 uh, on my personal account. I have 1,052 followers, and I follow 389 people because I don't follow nobody. Listen, I learned this a long time ago from a very wise man. His name is Michael Myers, okay? And he said, I don't follow anybody because they're just going to fill up your feed with a bunch of garbage. And you know what? It's totally true. So what I follow is people that I actually give a shit what they say. So my friends and a few comic companies, a few creators – and I constantly edit it. So, like, if a creator starts talking about mother effing Trump 24-7, guess what? <laughs> You're off my goddamn Twitter because I don't want to see it. You know what I mean? Get but what it. if it's Mike Norton who's doing comics making fun of Trump? Well, that's that's different. <laughs> that's different. But that's that's why I use uh, TweetDeck because then you can make columns and filter it out. Uh, anyway, people don't give a shit what I do on social. Let me tell you something that really matters, Paul. Okay, I was just, I was, I was, while you were talking, I was like, oh, let me go to Valen's website to see what Paul's talking about. And I go on Valen's website, and they have a new website, Paul. New website. It looks like uh, they run on WordPress now. Terrible idea. I'm being honest here, guys. What's the, their uh, website? Is it just Valiant.com or is no, it ValiantEntertainment.com? No, it's ValiantEntertainment.com. Uh, I'm assuming they always use WordPress, but they changed the theme. You can't see anything. It's huge. Everything is huge. So, and you can't even like change the size to, to make things readable. Anyways, uh, once you start scrolling down, it gets better. I actually like that bit. But uh, the, the, the main page is not good, guys. The little sign up to the newsletter thing is blocking content. That's terrible. Um, the si- It's so slow, too. I just realized that. Like, whatever they were using before was actually pretty quick. But now everything takes forever to load. Um, and funny enough, it looks like they might be using the same WordPress theme that uh, AllComic was using, um, which was also very slow. And now they finally changed the theme, and that's pretty quick. Uh, but there's some interesting stuff in here. Um, it's it, hard to reach from the page itself. Um, I can't remember how I got to it. Maybe it was in Comics. Um, yeah, it is. But you can actually uh, go in and see comics in a way that makes sense now. Looks a lot like the Valiant Database, Paul. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. But uh, anyways, congrats, Valiant, on the new site. But uh, it's a little slow. So whoever's working on your site, get in to make you a new theme, please. Thanks. Uh, there's there's plenty of Valiant news, Paul. For once, when I don't want to talk about mother effing news, there's news, Paul. We haven't even finished talking about the horror thing. Oh, 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 I thought we were done. Just to wrap that up, so our, our whole point with all that diatribe was uh, that people get in this like one-track frame of mind with something like horror, so then they hear somebody call Imperium a horror comic, and they say, it's not a horror comic, because horror comics are you know just gory and... and you look at some of the stuff that happens in Imperium, and man, it is some freaky stuff mm. there's uh i mean first of all there's some stuff that's that is just flat out gory but it's not gratuitous it's like the you know the definition for most people has become gratuitous gore um you know but any good anything that thing is an element of it so a good horror story a good horror comic a good horror movie it's not 100 percent just about the horror it's about it. There, like, there's other elements in it too, and that's what makes it so good. You know, you have to connect with it in other ways for the horror to be truly horrifying. Mm. Okay, yes. now move on. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry, I was reading some aftershock comics. They're great. I wanna, I wanna segue 
by saying this. <clears throat> so I'll, apparently a lot of people have uh, listened to uh, both this podcast and, and Nerd Legion, where I talk quite a bit about Catalyst Prime, and a lot of people have picked that up. Um, you, you read that too, right? I know I talked about I it. I downloaded it, but I haven't read it yet. Um, okay. I do want to read it. Like I've been hearing a lot of people talk about it, so I'm, I'm definitely interested to check it out. Yeah, I just I just wanted to plug it like in between as we segue. Um, it's it's a brand new universe. It's a very connected universe, a lot like Valiant. They're gonna have top talent working on their books. The free comic book day special you can get a Comicsology for free. It's called Catalyst Prime: The Event. Um, it was written by um, Christopher Priest. So there, there's your Valiant connection, the Quantum and Woody creator, um, and it was freaking amazing. If if you were into comics in the 90s and you read some of the Malibu stuff, uh, kind of the origin story of the Ultraverse, uh, there were aspects that reminded me quite a bit of it. So I highly recommend it. And they have an ongoing. It's called Noble. And the first issue was freaking awesome. And I think the second one just came out. They have a new series coming out. I believe it's called Superb, where... This this might be a, a point of conversation, but let me let me finish. Um, you know how for for Valiant it was like a big deal to have like an overweight female character with Faith. Like mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, an overweight superhero. Like that never happens. So Superb is gonna have um, one of the. It's a a team. I think it's two people, and one of the two is a kid with Down syndrome. Um, which I find very interesting. So that's kind of like one of the marketing points for that book. And they're actually working. Uh, is it Down syndrome or autism? It's autism. No, one of the two. I can't remember, but they're working with one of the national foundations um, to like co-promote this book. Um, and everything about this character, like they're running through this foundation to make sure they they get this disability correct and represent it well. Um, to show people that, like, even if you have a disability, you can still be a superhero, which I think is really cool. Um, anyway, that's a pro. Yeah. I think it comes out in July. Yeah, and, and yeah, that, that's interesting because, you know, when you were first saying that, like, the first thing that jumps into my head is a little bit of skepticism with it because a lot of times when, and not, not just with comics, like, probably less with comics than other things, but whenever some the selling point for something is something like that, it's overdone. And I don't think it's going to be in this case. Kind of like with Faith, it's not, you know, every book is not like, hey, look at me, I'm fat, but I'm a superhero. It's No, it's, she's just being herself, and that's just what she happens to be. Yep. Uh, another example, I only read the first issue, but from you guys talking about it, is Alters yep. on that's Aftershock. Is, yep. It's, a, it's a, a transgender superhero, and it's it, but it's not, every issue isn't about like, well, I'm transgender and I'm going to go save the day. That's just what they are. Well, you know? it's, so it's funny it... too, because that character, um, his younger brother has down syndrome as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I, I'm interested to see what you you know, this comic that you're talking about and see how they, they do it all. But, uh, you know, draw, drawing attention to the realities of some, I am, I don't know if it's autism or Down syndrome that that it's based because you're not you're not sure which one it is, but yep. um, you know we went through a period where we thought that my son might be autistic, mm-hmm. um, and so I did a lot of talking to people with kids that are autistic and uh, and you know looking into it and stuff like that, and and so I learned a lot that and I, I've. I've known people with autistic children. I've had, you know, autism in not in my direct family, but in like close family friends. So it's been something I've been around uh, my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and my my family also tends to be kind of more on the the understanding and the you know not just like pigeonholing something kind of side of things. Um, but you know, you look at just the misunderstanding with stuff like that. And I mean, like my son now, he has uh, learning delays. And it used to be, you know, a couple decades ago that you just chalk the kid up as dumb. Right. And it's not a dumb kid. It's a kid that needs help to get through certain developmental stages, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing with autism. It's it's not a defining thing. And, like, one of the things that I, I read uh, when we thought that he might be 
is uh, just it's a quote. You know, once you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, they're all, you know, anybody without, they're different people just like everybody else is. So um, anything that's going to draw attention to what that really is and to show that it's not a, you know, it's not a, it's not the definition of the person. You know, that's a good thing. Yep. That's important. That is important. Uh, Anyways, I wanted to talk about that because I think uh, Valiant fans would be interested in, in that universe. Uh, but also to plug Aftershock again. Because, Paul, I read some really good freaking books today, man. And I know you're, you're kind of hit or miss with the the Aftershock stuff. And these are probably not going to be your cup of tea. But Pestilence, holy crap, is freaking awesome. And they have a new book called Baby Teeth. Holy crap, that's also awesome. Who's doing Baby Teeth? Donnie Cates. Who's the artist? Um, Gary Brown. Yeah, I'm thinking of something else then. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't been checking out Aftershock recently with some of the newer books they came out with. But uh, talking to people, I, I still think that my, my initial feelings represented what I felt well. That they got a lot of big names, like mm. really big names. And it felt like really B work from really big names. Uh, but then some stuff like uh, Super Zero... Yeah, that was really good, but it was it that was a one. slow build, slow build. Yeah, but that one that one was good. Who was the creator on that? That was um oh god, what's his name? Uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda. Oh yeah, Connor. And Amanda Connor, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that one I was impressed with. Like, and I was I kept reading because it was what like six issues. And I was reading it. And I was like, I'm not gonna keep. I'm not. I'm not gonna read this again. I'm not gonna read this again. Then I got to like the fifth issue, and I was like excited to read the sixth issue. I was like, oh, I finished it. Oh, see, I was the other way around. I was like, ugh, like, what's going on? And then I get, like, halfway through. I'm like, okay, like, do I drop this or do I keep going? I was like, I'll keep going. And then I read the last issue, and I'm like, holy Jesus, I'm so glad I kept reading this because that last issue was freaking amazing. And it tied everything up so well. I I intended to not keep reading it the whole time, but I kept reading it and read it right through to the end. And some other ones. Like I was making fun of uh, American Monster the other day. Um, I think oh, talking yeah. to you guys. And I, I, I like called out one thing that happened in it, and you guys didn't even remember what I said. But it was Whoa, like, oh, you guys, I don't like that book. I, whoever I was talking to, it was you and uh, Ronnie, you probably? and Ronnie and Aaron. Hmm. But you got like uh, in the book. There's the uh, a certain scene that I called out to make fun of the book, and nobody even remembered it. And it's like you know, I don't know. And to me, that was one. And that was one that uh, kind of drew my attention because it was Brian Azzarello. Yep. And it has a cool look to it. But it and just, Wando. Wando's yeah, the artist. and it just didn't just didn't do anything. Hmm. Yeah, know. no, I agree. I agree. And that, that book just came out. It uh, after the first arc, they did a three month hiatus, and then, then the second arc just started. And I read that issue, and I was like, wait, what? I have to read like the whole first arc again because I don't know what the hell's happening I was like oh no I can't I can't do this book anymore yeah you know what made me give up really trying to dive into Aftershock though was uh when I realized that I was reading stuff that the people doing the Aftershock podcast weren't reading hmm yeah I was trying to talk with uh with Jack about one of the series that I actually liked and he's like oh I haven't read that it's already happened like it's it's come and gone it's like <laughs> well you're doing an Aftershock podcast. You're telling me like, oh my god, Aftershock is so good. You got to read it all. It's so fucking good. And da 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 da. Uh, you got to get it on the ground level. This is just like you know being a Valiant fan at the beginning of the relaunch. It's so exciting. But you don't read it all. It's not that hard to read it all either. It's like it was a six issue series that I read. Uh, I don't remember what it's called now. Slayer. Yeah, Slayer. That was the um, Justin Jordan book. Yeah, that was a super fun book. I enjoyed that one. I'm done yep. talking with Jack, and he's like, oh, I haven't read it. What? Well, by the time by the time we started reading Aftershock, that was kind of over already anyway. So? so? Aftershock hadn't been out that long. With how you guys were talking about it, there's no excuse to be as hyped up as you guys were and be like, no, I didn't read it. No, I think you're, you're kind of misunderstanding, Paul. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're hyped about stuff that we're reading. But it doesn't mean we're going to go back and read everything. It doesn't mean we like everything. Like we, yeah. we, 
in I don't even know how many episodes, twenty something episodes of the podcast, we've never talked about insects because no, none of us like insects. <laughs> and I mean, we're not going to shit talk the book. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we don't like There's, it, we're not going to talk about it. Mike Myers likes it, and that's fine. Mike Myers likes it. Um, the the Boom Addiction guys, they like it. Uh, matter of fact, yeah, one of them well. wanted to come on and, and chat with me about it um, because he liked it so much, and I was like, eh. but anyways. I don't know. We've talked about every Valiant book. Have we? Yes. I, th- I think we've talked about the ones we hate the most, actually. So we have literally talked about literally everything Valiant puts out. Yeah, you're probably right. Literally. All of it. You're probably every right. bit of it. We've gone back to talk about stuff. We've talked about every goddamn thing. We've even talked about the mundane stuff, like that Days of Steel miniseries. Mm, which I liked, and you did not. I didn't dislike it. It was just okay. Sure. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. But we've talked about it several times, as a matter of fact. We did. Mm-mm. So, uh, Dewan had a good question for us. Yeah. What is it? I, I actually thought this was an interesting question to talk about on, on different levels. Uh, so, his question is, can Valiant become a major player in the comic industry? Uh, if yes, what do you guys think they will have to do to reach that point? And he clarifies a little bit by saying, I'm talking about being number three or four publisher of comics and movies in the industry. So first of all, we know DC and Marvel are one and two. Like, we're not even going to talk about can Marvel, can Valiant overcome one of those two. Sure. Now, Image is a clear number three. Because they got and the I Exactly. Um, I don't think that it's realistic to talk about Valiant overcoming Image right now because it's like, it's not even in the game right now. I think that if they were to overcome Image, there would be one reason why they might be able to which I'll get to in a minute. Who's number four after Image? Does uh, it even bo- matter after Image? I think it's Boom. Does any like d- does Boom matter that much? I mean, Boom is, has some properties that have been big, like Adventure Time. Sure. Uh, does is Boom even nearly in the same realm as the significance of of Image or the Big Two? All right, here we go. I'm going to give you the, the tops here. Uh, for April, Marvel at 38%, DC at 34%, Image at almost 10%, Dark Horse at 3%, IDW at 3%, Boom at 2%, Dynamite at one5 Titan at one2 Valiant at 0.87, Archie at 0.79, Oni at half a, half a percent, and then you got more down the line. <laughs> The moral of that story is fuck you, Archie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that just goes to prove my point. After image, number four doesn't matter. Sure. It did four, five, six, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. So Valiant could be number four, and that would be, you know, being the top of the next rung that isn't even in the same league as the top three. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, and I, you know that's not exactly what Dewan's getting at here. He's basically saying, can Valiant get up into that upper echelon that Image is the third of? Um, so I, I think that the the only way Valiant could do that and actually like gain that kind of significance is if the movies that they make created a universe that grew that drew in so many fans that it caused that kind of growth. And I just don't see that happening. Because you look at the the track record of movie universes, you know, I mean, first of all, Marvel's done it amazingly well. They've built a really, really good movie universe. Um, you know, even the the Fox Marvel movies have done a decent job of building a universe, um, even if they fuck it up constantly. Mm. Um, DC has stumbled with it a lot, but I think that they're kind of trying to build it into a universe instead of just like random movies Mm -hmm. um so i mean dc the number two publisher can't even do this shit right but even if you look at other like if you look at other movie universes they can only be so big you know i mean harry potter had seven movies i don't know and then they've had you know seven too many after that you know so that's that's like a pretty good run of movies Harry Potter was huge, but I mean, the movies were fueled by the books, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I don't see, 
even if they were they built a movie universe that was really compelling and you know made you want to watch all the movies, I just don't see it growing like that. I just don't think it would really work like that. I don't see how Valiant is gonna grow up to what Image is. You know what what Image is is different than what anybody below them does. Yep. You know, I mean they 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 put out they they have some big properties like The Walking Dead that have hit really big, but they've done it very much through a um, you know give creators the the ability to make what they want to make. But in a you know from their from their side of it, it looks to me like a throw shit at the wall and see what sticks, uh, because they publish a ton of different stuff. And everybody acts like every image number one is going to be the next big thing, you know? Remember when Outcast was going to be the next big thing, and they come out with a TV series, and the TV series flopped. And now, I mean, Outcast is still going, but you don't you don't hear the buzz about it that you heard before. Um, I, th- I think the problem, fundamentally, Paul, is is the question. And, and I apologize. I don't want you to take that the wrong way, Duan. But I think, I think the question is misguided. Because I don't think I don't think they ever need to be more than they're where they're at now. Like, sure, I'm sure the investors right want to return the investment. You know, that company put in like whatever six figures into the or what was it? Eight eight figures, eight figures into the company. They gave them a bunch of money. Okay, I'm sure they want a return on investment. But I mean, if you're if you're selling, uh, you know, six bucks a month. For whatever, I think I think last month it was like eighty thousand total for the line, or maybe a little less than that, or, or eighty to ninety thousand total, um, and that that's pretty average for the whole line for Valiant every single month. Um, like that that company is not going to recoup that money off the comics, you know what I'm saying? So they might recoup it off the movies. If the movie does okay, it could at least break even. Um, hopefully we'll do a lot more than break even because otherwise they might cancel the rest of the movies. You see what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. But fundamentally, the the question is flawed because like that doesn't matter anymore. You know, the the industry is is flopping. Okay, and, and if that's why everybody's doing movies and TV because that's where the money's at, not in the comics. And people are still going to read the comics, but ultimately they don't matter that much. Okay, and before people get angry. Comics matter a lot to me. I'm sure they matter a lot to anyone listening. But ultimately, yeah, but in, the the bigger, in the bigger of a picture, business, that's yes. not the biggest part of the picture. In the bigger picture, it doesn't matter. You know, it's peanuts. Um, and and for for them to be, I don't even know what it was that I said, seventh place, eighth place right now. Like I think that's that's a fine place. You know, a lot of a lot of companies wish they could sell ninety thousand copies for their whole company in a month. You know. Most most don't. Most might sell you know ten thousand for the whole line. You know, if you're an indie publisher, you might sell even less than that. We're talking about four kids. You know, I'm sure four kids never sold more than like three thousand copies per issue. You know what I mean? Um, so you gotta, you just gotta see where the where the priorities are. Yes, they want the comics to be successful. It's an added revenue stream. Um, a lot of people have been reading comics for a long time. They're still supporting the industry, but ultimately, that's not where the money's at. Yeah, you know, for for any business to be continually successful, you have to have continual growth. Uh, but that doesn't mean moving up the ranks and, and beating, you know, those that are drastically ahead. I mean, Image is significantly more than 10 times what Valiant is in the industry as far as what they're selling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It, it, you know, success to look at. I look at Dark Horse. Dark Horse has been around a long time, um, oh, yeah. and Dark Horse very solidly has its place. Uh, you know, they tend to publish uh, a lot of the books that they publish are uh, like horror type of books, um, so that's kind of their niche a little bit. But they also publish stuff like Usagi Yojimbo that's been running forever. They publish great collections of. of Works that are very affordable too. The Asagi Yojimbo Omnibus uh, books are like twenty five dollars each, I think. Yeah, um, that's pretty much how it is, kind of with all their Omnibuy. Um, you know, like I got the uh, Matt Wagner's Grendel. I got the first Omnibus of that, um, 
and the cover price I think was like 25 bucks and there's like so much content in there but it's also it's nice it's nicely printed it's you know so it's you're not buying a super cheap printing you know um, they do what they do really well and if you buy a dark horse product you know it's going to be quality um, and then you, you get stuff like uh, mine management uh, department H stuff like that so I mean there's some really good stuff coming out of Dark Horse, and it really, really has its spot. And the reason they're they're in their spot and stay in that spot is because they continue to be better at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I look at IDW, and one of the things IDW does great is uh, hardcover collections and stuff with properties. Ninja Turtles has been great. Um, you know, people who like G.I. Joe have liked what they've done with G.I. Joe. Their Ghostbusters stuff has been really good. You know, like all this different stuff. Um, like I've read some Ghostbusters stuff. I'm not really like any kind of a big Ghostbusters fan, but it's enjoyable to read. It's well done. Mm-hmm. You look at their collections and uh, like the, the Ninja Turtle IDW hardcover collections uh, of the new stuff are a great value. It's $50 for the hardcover, but you get like uh, 14 issues or more and then you know if if you can't find a, a book at less than cover price then you're not trying uh, so you can get you know you can get those hardcovers on Amazon or on in stock and just say in, in stock trades because they're kind of more consistent price wise but you can get them for like 35 bucks you know mm-hmm. so 30, 35 bucks for 14 comics is a really good deal as I always look at collections that way like it has to be at the most the same as if I bought all the issues price-wise, but then you usually get extra content in there too. Um, they also did the collections of the uh, original Eastman and Layered stuff, less issues per hardcover in there, but they have like great annotations and all this stuff in there. So they do it, and they also have the artist editions that mm-hmm. are super expensive. So I don't know any of those, but like they're crazy awesome, and they even publish artist editions of like Marvel stuff and DC stuff. So it's like what they do, they do exceedingly well. And that's why they can continue to be successful. They don't have to beat Image. They don't have to be one of the, the biggest publishers. You, know, you look at the biggest publishers and, you know, Image is a little bit different than what Marvel and DC do. But Marvel and DC, it's, you know, it's like, yeah, McDonald's is the, the best fast food place, right? Because mm-hmm. they're the biggest one. They sell the most. Like, do you, do you want Valiant to be the McDonald's of comics? That's what Marvel and DC is, you know? That's mm-hmm. not, I don't think that's really what we want it to be. For it to be that kind of successful, it's going to have to sell out a lot of things, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that's a good point. Like I said, it doesn't ultimately matter that much, I think, as long as they can be in a place where they can continue, you know, expanding the line and making fans happy and, and bringing new fans in, either through the films or from comics to the films... Um, I think that's successful enough. You know, you just got to see what the priorities are. Like I said, I'm sure, I'm sure I have no doubt they want to make as much money as possible. I mean, they're a business. But, uh, you know, in the tech world, like, every company wants to diversify, right? Because you know once a, a particular technology dies, you don't want to be like that guy. Like, you remember uh, Zip Drives back in the 90s? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, iOmega, like it's, all they did was zip drives, okay, and they were great. Like when they first came out, they could hold a ton of data. Um, people loved them; they were hard to break. But then, like everything moved online, and now it doesn't really matter. And guess where iOmega is? They're defunct. You know what I mean? Um, or like uh, IBM, like they don't make them. Back in the day, everybody had an IBM computer. Like they invented the PC. They don't make computers anymore. They sold that division to Lenovo. Lenovo makes them in China. You know, like, all IBM does is, like, infrastructure stuff. Um, and that's kind of the way that comic companies need to do it as well. You know, where you branch out into toys, you branch out into movies, TV, whatever. Um, so I don't, I don't know if he'll like my answer. I'm sure he'll hear about it. He, he can tell me about it later. There's yeah, a... they were still talking about it in the group, too. And one thing I do think could be interesting with Valiant with the movies, assuming stuff actually starts coming out, mm-hmm. um, I think that Valiant, with uh, with the content they have and the way that the Valiant universe is well intertwi- intertwined, um, 
I think that they could actually have a really good uh, a really good movie universe. I think that they could have one that you know could rival anything else. I mean, it, don't compare it directly to to Marvel, um, but compare it to like I don't know. I'm trying to think of something else. Look how big Game of Thrones is. You know, it's it's a series of books. And they've made a TV series. The TV series like ran out of book material and kept on going. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's super popular, and there's so much to it, you know. Yep. I think Valiant, if the movies get going, it could be really big like that. I agree. Uh, because there's just there's so much content, you can keep on going with stories and do more and more and more and have them be intertwined. Yep. If you look at like Marvel's intertwined universe, uh, it's. You know, they've had to, because of continuity issues, because the comics have been coming out for so long, it's like they've had to just kind of tweak stuff to make it work for movies. And that's that's kind of why it's worked, is they've just said, we need to make this work in this universe and not try to be perfect with it. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I think Valiant could do something special with that if it works out. Agreed. Uh, there were a couple new books announced. Uh I just want to briefly mention that Ninja Zero is coming out in September, uh, so that's cool. It's like uh, in between current Ninja and Ninja K that comes out in November, and then they finally announced the creative team for Harbinger Wars Two, which is Matt Kent, Eric Heiser, Thomas Girillo, and Raul Allen, and I think that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's it. Um, apparently, there's a director for Shadow Man. Listen, here's the thing. If people want to send us questions about uh, movie talk, you can do so at Valiant underscore Central, at Who's Paul, at Geekvine. You can email. Uh, you can come chat at uh, Facebook.com slash group slash Valiant Central. But let me tell you something. I don't want to talk about these goddamn movies until they announce the goddamn movie. Okay? I'm sure a lot of people appreciate when the rumors come out about the director this and this person is cast and that and that. But, you know, like, I, I think since they first announced Movies, Paul, we've talked about it on this podcast maybe three times. And that's been at least two years now, right? year and a half, two years probably, um, since they first started talking movies. I don't want to talk about this. I think it's interesting. I don't know anything this guy's done. Um, I was looking at it. House Party, Boomerang, Great White Hype. Well, Great White Hype, I did watch that. Um he was president of BET. He wrote ba- Black Panther for a long time. Like it's pretty interesting. So I hope it. I hope it does well. But uh, come on, Valiant. Like yeah, that's cool. But give give me a goddamn movie, you know, or at least that damn Ninja vs. the Valiant Universe. How about that? Let's start with that. You got anything else, Paul? I don't know who this guy is. I didn't know what he did until you just said all that stuff and had to ruin it by making me know things. Um, <laughs> everything they've they've announced, I I don't know who these people are. I don't give a shit because mm. it's it's not something I care about. You know, I don't care about showrunners and writers and blah 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 and whatever. Sure, sure. I, I like all I care about is the end. Pro- it's just like you know. I mean, we talked about when we started reading Valiant or whatever. Uh, it was like an aha moment when I realized that I really liked multiple books Matt Kent did because I didn't know who the fuck Matt Kent was. Mm-hmm. Like names don't stick with me until I have a reason to care. That's kind of like the you know how I feel about the movies. Like I don't care about any names you can tie to it because it's not going to matter to me until I watch the movie. I'm like, oh man, this is really good. Then I'll be like, oh well, it was you know I liked how it was directed well so who's the director oh what else did they do that that's how I go about that mm-hmm. I don't go into like oh give me all these names and then I'm gonna ooh this name is this and there was a god who the hell was it um, I think it was Aaron was was uh, complaining about an actress I think I talked about this before too but an actress in Doctor Strange I don't know who the fuck she was but if you go into the movie like well. That you know, that name is in this movie, so that's so important, and so now I have all these expectations. What good does that do? It doesn't mm-hmm. do any good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do any good. So I, I yeah, I don't I don't give a shit about any of the news. Like I like hearing that there is news because the more we hear this kind of stuff, the the more that means that like stuff is actually happening. 
but the the content of what the news actually is doesn't matter to me. Agreed. Um, I want to give Barry a shout out, by the way. Barry McLean, the man, the myth, the legend. He's uh, he he's been he's been drawing that that uh, Master Dark script that I wrote, and mm-hmm. he's he's doing a freaking awesome job, dude. So I just want to give him a shout out. Yeah, I love seeing him share the artwork. Good job, Barry. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. The page he put out today was awesome. Um, I I think that's it, Paul. We're gonna we're, this this podcast is over. We're done. We're done. I'm ready to go talk about uh, Dr. Bananas. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm ready to go to sleep. Shame on you. You've been listening to the Valiant Central Podcast 131. Uh, listen, you should know where to find us by now. I said it on this episode like twice. Okay, so most importantly, go uh, go, go friend Paul on Twitter at Who's Paul and uh, join the Valiant Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Valiant Central. We'll be back next week with 132 reasons why we love geomancers. And good night. <laughs>